Hello, this is Floris Holhorst, sketch card artist for Premiere 2019. And you're listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. Hello everybody, my name is Ian Taylor and welcome to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. You're laughing, sir. Why did you do that? I can face? see you laughing. Why would you do that face? <laughs> We're going to keep this in. Okay. Oh, dear okay. me. Brought to you by the Marvel Cards Fan Collective, an awesome community of card collectors and creators. You can find our two groups on Facebook, details of which are at the end of this podcast. So come and join us. With me this week is my co pilot in all things Marvel Cards. He's the E to my packs. It's Noren Rad. You did it. That was I off the cusp. That Everybody, the I cusp. want you to know he had nothing. He pulled that out. Master improv, Ian. I was I was blocked. I believe is the professional really term in the in the theatrical world. I, I was blocked. Anyway, how you doing? I'm good, brother. How are you doing? I'm all right. We've had a couple of weeks in a galaxy far, far away. Yes, for sure. <laughs> and uh, and now we're back on Terra Firma. So welcome, everybody. That crossover episode was an absolute blast. That was so much fun. Oh, man, I had so much fun. Greg was was awesome. I could have carried on. I'm so mad at Greg, though, because... So I'm obsessed (laughs) with The Mandalorian. Okay, yeah. I'm obsessed. We're not going to talk about that. I'm so... We're not going to talk about that. I'm a huge fan. He's got me into collecting the cards, Mm. which is is killing me now. But I really like what Topps is doing in terms of, like... Oh man, you have a whole box. I know. I've he's he. Sorry, Greg. It's all your fault. As if I haven't got enough to do with Marvel cards. Um, I've started. uh, So we're not going. The reason I said we're not going to talk about Mandalorian. We can talk about Mandalorian cards. We just can't talk about the episodes because um, we have all those things to talk about. It's no, it's not that. It's just that it's not been released um, outside of the US officially. Oh no! Disney Plus doesn't launch in the UK until the end of March. Oh, let's stay quiet. Got so, it. Yeah. So, so you're two episodes in, I think. Yes. So you've got Disney Plus. Yeah, I do. Oh, sorry. Gorgeous. Tell me something, because because I'm the interesting thing for me is the the user experience and how it feels and how you, how you work it. Like Does it, it make an interesting sound or noise when you open it up, or is there a little logo or little thing? You know, like Netflix is, has yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. but so that's that noise. And it, yeah. There is a logo. I don't think there's a noise. At least one I haven't noticed, or one that has included me in. Um, but the Disney comes up and you have the plus sign and the beautiful graphic comes up, but I don't know if I've heard a kind of nice sound that associates with that kind of like when a Mac or windows comes up or Netflix for instance, but, um, either I haven't noticed the sound or it hasn't made me notice it. Interesting. That makes sense. No, that's fine. That's fine. Anyway. So so it's all Greg's fault basically because I've, I've become addicted to the, um, very quickly become addicted to the old what they describe as the heritage stock mm-hmm. so you know that that kind of blue that stock. garfield um and on the back and it it looks yellow sort of, and the red like, but it looks old it looks slightly faded like from the paper there you see, it looks yeah freaking beautiful they're doing it as if the card is quite an old card i love that so it's designed it doesn't pick up on my camera unfortunately because there's not enough light in here but yeah it's um and it's really nice. Um, I I've it. been buying the UK ones um, release of Journey to the Rise of Skywalker, which is, as I said on the episode, is possibly the longest title <laughs> <of any laughs> ever. Uh, Journey to the Brother of 
the sister of the rise of Skywalker down the road in the corner. Nobody put Skywalker in the corner. Anyway, Greg, uh, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> that, that went places. Um, like Greg, <laughs> thank you. That was that was an absolute blast. Um, I think people, I think people dug it. Everyone's yeah. been kind of quiet um, um, in the past week, but I think we had a couple of people say that it was pretty cool. I think Kevin won. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Um, I always know that we're doing something right if Kevin wants happy. Yep. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, our main audience is very happy yeah very so we've got uh, audience <laughs> one um, or two we've got at least two kevins in the audience yes. so we know that um so that's good it, it, it's um yeah it was just it was just interesting for me just to hear that you know how similar so fascinating things are. but the way the two car companies do things differently as yeah. well 100 um, percent well, i really like what tops does where they're releasing like the five card sets for every episode so if you go to the Tops website, like mm. for Mandalorian, you'll see the cards being released in sets mm. of five. And they I thought it was three cards. Is no, there's actual card. Oh, three? No, I think it's five. Oh, okay. Because I know you've ordered them and you've got the first episode. Yeah, I got the trailer. Yeah. I got the trailer. Because I, I, I haven't done the first episode or the second episode. Oh, oh, so you got the trailer set of cards. Yeah. With a poster. Oh, hello. Yeah. Oh, very nice, very yeah, nice. So and you've still got, got my, you've still got my Rise of Skywalker trailer two cards, haven't you? Yep. Good, good, good. I just check so because I, I had the mother of all boxes in the mail from Norin this week, folks. As, as if you're on the group, you'd have seen, and I'm still sorting through it. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's like Christmas. everything oh, looks really? good, right? Everything got there okay. Oh, everything's awesome, mate. Thank you so awesome. much. Of course, uh, no, no, no. I just want to make sure. And uh, yeah, no, it's it's all cool. And, and there is literally stuff I forgot that I'd purchased. <laughs> this Flair Ultra Spider-Man. Oh, I love those so much. Um, they are the so nice. Art, archive cards. Yeah, they're that's... really nice. And they're really. I mean, look at this. It's a, I mean, this is a Black Cat one, but this is I've actually already got one of these for my Black Cat set with a nicer panel. Oh. So this will go in my Flair Ultra Spider-Man binder. Um, but on the oh, there's no light on this at all. Sorry, let me move this. It's okay. I've got I've got any light in here. Let me I tell you what. Let me put the <laughs> Let me illuminate with my phone. There Actually works just fine. Yeah. So on the back, Oh, that looks so good. See what I mean? You've got the issue that the first the, yeah, the issue that it comes from the beautiful And if you look at the frame, the spider frame around the Wow. Nut, it's the symbol. Yeah. And it's I love thick. That. I think that's a good one. See, nice I like one. those cards so much. I mean, honestly, if I if I had endless funds, I would have a full collection hmm. of archival co- comic art car- uh, yeah. cut cards for sure. You, that you would be both. that would definitely be up my alley. You and me both. So that's going to be a long, long game. Anyway, um, so thank you for that. Um, before we dive into what we're going to talk about this week, huge, huge thanks to Floris Hallhorst, um, who did our opening intro. I yes. love the accent for a start. It's um, amazing bringing some major <laughs> European on your ass. Um, Floris is from the Netherlands and he is a comic book and sketch card artist. Um, I'm looking at his Instagram feed at the moment. At the top, it says working for Upper Deck on new Marvel project. And I always love the, uh, the mystery of that. But um, so I, I've been kind of following Floris for, for a good while now on Instagram 
when I set up the Marvel Masterpieces Collectors Instagram feed. He was one of the first artists I followed. Right. And I just keep coming back to his Instagram feed because it's, he puts a lot of time and effort into it. And it is just wonderful. Um, he, um, he puts, he just frames the images of his cards really well. Um, so he, he, sure. kind of, he kind of has, some of them are work in progress ones with multiple sort of pictures in there. Some of them are just the finished pieces, but you can see them in a setting. So for example, the, the, the ones at the top of his Instagram at the moment have got, um, like all the pens and markers that he used to do the art sort of around oh, each picture. Yeah. They're just really nice. Um, so the, the, the most recent ones he's been sharing are his Marvel premiere 2019 works. Um, but there's some commission stuff in here as well. Um, it's some, it's a really nice, I love his colors. I really like I his use of colors. Uh, they're all really bright and vibrant. Um, I like it that you see the markers in there. I like that you see yes. the space. I like his yeah. composition. Yeah. And that, um, that Rhino and Miles Morales yeah. one, I really love the composition of that. And I love the action sequence on his dual panels. They're there sick. You go. So if you look at the dual, so on the prim, on the premiere ones, of course, there's, there's more than one photo because it's front and back. Yeah. So if you look at the dual uh, panel wow. ones and that Green Goblin is just superb. Uh, Such a good throwback Green yeah, Goblin. Too. It looks, it looks like it could have come straight from one of the 60s books. Mm-hmm. Real, real sort of kind of on the Ross Andrew spectrum. See, uh, that's what uh, I appreciate about certain sketch card artists, like the time and consideration it takes. Mm. You can really see the influence, and you can see their own take. Yeah, those are some of the best ones for me. The ones that are able to kind of like manage the personality yeah. of the character, yeah. but also put their own, you know, stuff in it. Look so, at this. You know, he's done a post where he's, you know, he said commissions are available. He's just taking a lot of time to make the post and do some pictures. It's just 100%. Really, really, really good. And, you know, um, as you know, we, we, we learned from, from, from Greg last week, you know, if you put, if you put the time and effort into Instagram, it can be a really effective channel. 100%. You know, and really nice and rewarding for the us, the audience. Yeah. Um, like this one, you can see, this is a, um, uh, kind of a black and white and then if you go over there you can see the the pencils yep it's just nice um it really is a, that's a dc one but he did he did that a lot for his um marvel premiere ones there's so much content on here i'm still scrolling and i haven't gotten to the um, marvel masterpieces ones yet um these are just beautiful cards look at that storm i love it it's nice there we it's go that's flair 19 flare i'll tell you what i need to do i need to i need to reach out to i need floris i need to find out if you've got a flare ap available um because i kind of need a black cap look at that so you know you got you got the inks there see but that's the way to do it then you got the finished piece and then there it is just in in his studio kind of thing yeah matching the aesthetic of the instagram page and that's probably sat in a pack i mean this is seven this is july 24th so i know this will be a second wave sketch yeah, because it was already out by then, physically flare. So, um, so yeah. So Floris, thank you, sir. Um, Floris did send me a little bio about himself, um, which is great. He kind of told me his all is almost his life story here. Um, I'm 43, a father living in the Netherlands with my girlfriend and three kids. Three kids, and you've got the time to do all that Instagram as well. What a beast! Wow. Yeah, uh, I have a day job as a hearing aid specialist. I, I find that really interesting. That because um, we know a lot of the artists aren't full-time necessarily yeah 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 because you know it's um doesn't doesn't always pay a, a massive deal unless you've got a you know a bit of comic book work coming in or yeah other, other irons in the fire so i always find it interesting what other 
jobs people do. Lines of uh, revenue, things like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he's been working the last two years as a sketch card artist for Upper Deck. Started on Thor Ragnarok. And wow. then Marvel Annual 2017, Masterpieces 2018, Flare 2019, and Premiere 2019. And I just finished another not-to-be-named set. I, wow. I was drawing my whole life, but after a long break, I started drawing daily for the last six years. Trying to break into the comic industry, I was happily surprised when Upper Deck contacted me two and a half years ago. Um, so it's, he says it's still basically a hobby, but I keep keep at it, and who knows what it will bring me. Quite frankly, Floris, I, if I had the position to do so, I'd sign you up right now. Seriously, um, that's that's, ex- that's exceptionally clean work that you've been putting out there. So, hundred percent. Yeah, thank you for that, Floris. So, um, for those of you who want to know where to go to um, see Floris Floris's awesome work, um, he's on Instagram. Um, Floris F L O R I S underscore Hallhorst, which is H O L H O R S T underscore art. Um, mm. And at the top there, I'm not going to read it out again because 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 your name is is take will take half the podcast reading out and having to spell your name. But um, there's a Patreon at the top, so please go and have a look at his Patreon. There's a link at the top of his Instagram. Go and check that out and. Yeah, just get some good stuff. Um, I'm really, 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 really happy that Floris was managed to come and join us and be part of this crazy thing. And hopefully, we'll we'll get him on um, as a guest at some stage. And um, I'm so glad he's here, and I'm so glad to see his work on the group and yeah. to just follow his Instagram and to keep seeing what he's doing because it yeah. just looks so good. Yeah. So you know, and he's in he's in Europe. The interesting thing about the artists, and this is why I keep saying that it's a global hobby. It can't be. It can't be just limited to um, uh, continental US, because right. where where you know we've had artists here from Japan, we've had artists from Israel, mm-hmm. we've had artists from the UK. Um, there's one from Wales that um, we've just kind of come into contact with, who who worked on some '90s sets. That I'm going to reach out to and see if he wants to come on. Um, yeah, we've got guys from Brazil. We've got guys from all over Canada. Yeah. Yeah nice it's really i think it's really nice i think it's a global network now and i feel like we're all kind of like i mean it's so cool to make those connections you Mm. know i mean how else do you do that it just doesn't exist exactly yeah lovely stuff you had something to tell me you had something to tell me that you want to do that now are you prepared uh, i am sat down okay all right so wait a minute you know what I say, park you, it? so I say we park it and talk about EPACs first. Okay. All right. Because this is biggie. So <laughs> right. will you save this we'll for the end of the episode? We'll save this for the end. Kind of a big deal. Because it might render me speechless. Yeah. And I don't want to get too caught up on it. So I want to okay. make sure, because Flare did just come out. Yeah. And EPAC is a pumping, as EPAC it once was before. Pumping and then some. So I kind yeah. of figured I'd do a little rewind this week because there have been some interesting questions from people on the um on the facebook groups yes but it's like well yes flair has just been released on epacs but but quite simply someone asked a guy called todd todd armstrong um in mccw good evening sob um can someone explain to me how epacs works and i kind of figured epacs 101 let's I do it. it um because if you're new to the hobby, EPAX is, even if you're long in the teeth in the hobby, EPAX is a 
daunting and until you get the measure of it quite a um complicated system to work work your way around once you know For where sure. everything is it's fine i guess it's like driving a car um in that regard yeah. um not that i can drive a car anyway the so i guess the first thing to say about epax is epax is proprietary to upper deck entertainment and upper deck entertainment are the current marvel trading cards license holder for the us canada and a number of other territories but not europe and um upper deck make and have made trading cards for um over 30 years now started yeah. out in in hockey and um i believe it was hockey no it was baseball the first card was a baseball one because i've been reading up on this um because oh. i didn't realize that the guy who set up and and was president of, of upper deck passed away a few years ago I was doing a little bit oh, of research. You know yeah. Oh. So, because if you look at the back of the cards now, where you get a pull, it says, um, it's quite interesting. So, that I'm just looking at this Fleer Ultra Spider-Man panel card that we talked about earlier on. And it says on the back, congratulations, you have received a comic book panel art card. And it, it just talks about it. And it, it says something similar whenever you get any of the, the, the bigger pulls. So, it says right. when you get congratulations. a it says something similar. Right. Um, and if you, if you read it, it used to say, Richard P. McWilliam. Now yes. it says the Richard P. McWilliam family. Oh. And I thought that was interesting and I hadn't spotted it. And it was actually a number of years ago that he passed. Um, probably um, I was reading up on it. Anyway, that's, that's kind of a segue, but I thought, I thought that was interesting. That's so, a really um, cool Easter egg though. I had no idea that. It that is. Was, it is quite that interesting. really cool. Yeah, it is quite interesting. Um, so Epax has been around for, I'm going to say four years. It may have been less, I don't know, but I'm going to say four years. Um, and quite literally what EPAX does is it allows you to buy trading cards online, open them online, and have them stored online until such a time that you choose to have them extracted from that online system and either mailed to you or put on sale via um, ComC, which is a company called Check Out My Collection. Now, ComC and Epax are both located in the US, those warehouses, and they are shared. So you, uh, when you have something shipped to you, you can either have it shipped from the Epax system, or you can have it transferred to ComC and shipped to you, or you can have it transferred to ComC, and ComC will then list it for sale in their ecosystem. You can then also um, have that listing on ComC, put it on eBay if you want. Yeah. So, EPACs. So when you go on to EPACs, it's um, there's a lot of stuff on, on sale there. There's hockey cards on sale. There's some football cards, but not NFL. I don't believe they have an NFL license. Right. There are some entertainment cards. So James Bond is on there now as a license. Mm -hmm. um, there has just literally been, about three weeks ago, a Disney Princess set released. Right, I saw that. It looks really cool. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of avoiding it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it looks horrible. Look yeah. away, Ian. I, I, Look I, away. At some stage, I might get it. It's the kind of thing I could, I could quite happily pick up a, yeah, a, a base set of. For my yeah, I think it looks cute. I, and it's a, it, low, yeah. it's a low price, and you know, it looks, looks fun, and they've got, they've got different things going on with it. Um, so if a set is released in the stores, the way that it goes, and we, we referenced this on the crossover with Greg and the Rebel Base Card podcast, but it's actually quite an interesting uh, comparison, is 
when movies were released in cinemas or in theatres, as you say in the States, um, it always makes me laugh that you call theatres theatres and you call cinemas theatres as well. I think it's yeah, I don't think anybody remembers the difference, yeah. honestly. Yeah, hey, we forget things that happened like a week yeah. ago. When I, listen, when I when I was growing up in in the in uh, this is this is dating me. My mum, because my mum was born in the thirties, so when I was young enough to go to the cinema in the seventies, when I was like five or six, my mum used to say, "Shall we go to the pictures?" The pictures. Oh, the pictures. Isn't that wonderful? Because that, you know, awesome. when she was born in the 30s, yeah, she's born in 35. She's passed yeah. away now. Um, uh, uh, God rest her soul. But she's, um, she's, uh, she was of that generation. The pictures. Isn't it wonderful? The pictures. I love that so love much. That. Yeah. Should we go to the pictures? Um, where was That's I? Nice. So when a, when a movie comes <laughs> out in, in, in the cinema at the pictures, there was always a gap before it came out on home video. Yes. And that was anything from three to six months. Yeah. Um, there is still a, a gap between um, cinema and, and now it's DVD and Blu-ray uh, mm-hmm. release. And that's probably about three months now, I'd say. But there is still that gap. Depending on the success yeah. of the film, yeah. Yeah. So, And sometimes films are made in such a way that they are almost instantaneously released on a streaming platform. A good right. example is the uh, Scorsese movie, The Irishman. Mm-hmm. That just yep. came out so it had a, i think it had a four-week cinema window where it was exclusively in cinemas and then it became available on netflix i mean it's three and a half hours long for a start um but i think i think they had to do that they would have had to have done that cinema release for it to be up for oscar contention probably and very usually cool. they try to overlap a season so they can be up for oscars because of distribution and yeah the campaigning that it takes yeah. to get these films into that kind of category. And, and I stuff. think Netflix stumped up a fair load of cash to get it made. Anyway, right, to yes, packs because there's a lot to get through here and I keep getting distracted with my own trains of thought. So packs is, if a, if a product is released in stores, Marvel Masterpieces 2018 is a um, prime example. So that was released in stores in America that could carry it because Upper Deck are quite, my understanding is that they're quite particular about about the stores that carry it you have to be well, yeah because you have to in a certain way with you them. have to be licensed yeah. right with them for upper deck so these stores would have to be licensed and then they would have mortar. to brick and mortar and then they'd have to actually put it in order and a lot of the stores where you'll find marvel cards at least from my experience are always sports score, uh, stores where they have jerseys autographs memorabilia yeah. things yeah. of that nature yeah. and very rarely will they buy into the marvel cards um, because it is such a small community and the premium sets are yeah. higher priced. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a few tend to. And so they will have the physical product and they will have the physical product probably roughly for any time until it sells out. Yeah. But would you say the overlap is it goes to a brick and mortar store first. Everyone yeah. goes to pick that up. I say it's there for maybe three, four months. About that. About that. And About then you that. have another two, three months depending for when it releases on EPAC? I don't know if it gets withdrawn from the stores. Um, I think there's anywhere between three and six months is the window between it being released physically and then it becoming available on EPACs. I think that's about right. Yeah. Um, So the reason I use Marvel Masterpieces 2018 as as my first Mm -hmm. example is because that was a long window. That was about six months. Yeah. uh, Between physical and EPACs release. When it was released on EPACs, it sold out in 11 days. So that's 11 days. 11 days. That's the fastest. 
we we recently had Fleer Ultra X Men, which which was twenty seventeen. Yep. No, twenty eighteen. There we go. Fleer Ultra Spider Man was twenty seventeen. Um, right. Fleer Ultra X Men twenty eighteen sold out about two months ago on EPAC, so it lasted well over a year. It did. It so, did. And, but, and it was being purchased a lot, so there must have been a vast amount of cards made for mm-hmm. that set. I think there was really cool things we saw on the site um, with how these things are selling out, especially with the Fleer Ultra Spider-Man and I believe X-Men as well, Mm -hmm. is that people, you could tell when the supply was getting low Mm -hmm. because people were pulling all the things that were kind of left over at the bottom of the barrel. Um, But the Marvel Masterpiece, that sold out in 11 days primarily because of the success of the 2016 Mm -hmm. Marvel Masterpieces. That's right. Um, you know, right. it, it did extremely well, selling for high price points. Everyone became very much a fan of Marvel and pro- brought back a quite a big audience from the 90s. Yeah. And then 2018 kind of kept that audience sustained. That's right. And now everyone's waiting for 2021 or 2020 or whatever the case whenever, may be. Whenever, whenever it will be. To be honest with you, at the moment, as long as it can be uh, from now is good for me because I'm still yeah. For the last I like to build up some funds, <laughs> um, but just so people know what the EPAC. This is an EPAC 101, right? Yep. Go to the website. It's UpperDeckEPAC.com. Okay. That's on the web. Yeah. Just so we have it. Just so you guys know, in case you want to follow through and kind of maybe tour the website as we talk about it briefly, just to oh, give you a right. brief overview, an idea of where to go. So I've um, just gone to the EPAC site and there's a wonderful banner on the homepage. Oh, for Flare. Marvel Flare cards that I've not seen before. It's beautiful. Um, it's really nice. I'm going to save that, actually. That picture. It's really so cool. Camera. And they show some great inserts. Mm-hmm. Um, really cool stuff. So we're on EPAC site. Make an account. Um, you make an account, you log in, and there you go. I think the first now, thing to say about making an account in EPACs is that the address has to be within the US or Canada. Yes. Um, and that's partly because of the Marvel licensing. Yep. I think a lot of it is about the Marvel licensing. Um, it may also be about some of the sports stuff, but you can't, I'm in the UK. I can't register with a UK account. So I have two different US accounts yeah. registered on EPAX. Um, so yeah, so there you go. You've, you've got your account. You're on the site. You're there. You go. Now, a couple of things to note. Um, really, what you want to start messing with is you want to go to my collection before you buy anything you kind of want to go to my collection which is on the top banner of the site on the left hand side when you click my collection you're going to see basically all the cards that you will be getting um i think a really good thing to note and to talk about now would be what's a physical card and what's a digital card and what's the difference Mm. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back a step. In the on EPAC, when you sign up, they do hold your hand a little bit. Um, you can obviously buy something and go to the store, but there's something on EPAC called a daily free EPAC. So on your first moments on the site, you can have one card in your collection. So what you do is you go to the store. And when you go into the store, there's, 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 there's some products at the top that they're pushing at the moment, but then it goes into category. But one of the topmost um, things you will see that it doesn't appear on mine as we're scrolling through it because I've already opened it for today will be um, daily free pack. And you will, you will be able to then click on that and select one of about six products, um, either sports or Overwatch League, whatever 
that is i don't actually know what overwatch league is i think it's a video game i think it's the video game yeah i think it's a video game i've no idea and you can open one of those and literally it's a good thing to walk through because you get the experience of of how it feels to open any product mm-hmm. on the site so when you when you open it and um i haven't got it on my screen so i can't i can't walk through it but from memory you you click on the product open and then instead of going through the purchase flow you're straight in to open my packs which is one of the sections you can go to on the site um so on the top banner you've got my store obviously because they want to buy stuff my collection trading my packs and when you go in there if you've got any packs to open it will show there if you haven't it will say go to store because again they want you to buy stuff Mm -hmm. when you open that that daily free e-card you go into it and that is a digital card and you uh you can look at it it displays on the screen and there's a little icon to the bottom right that's got an arrow and you click on that and you can turn it over and see the back of that card now it might sound strange to some people to say well it, it why does it have a back it's a digital card it doesn't exist this is where we go into the whole territory over digital cards versus physical cards because mm-hmm. the majority of cards on epacks unlike the tops um, card trader app where they're all digital the majority of cards on epacks are actually physical because epacks is simply a different distribution and sales platform for upper deck and um, some of the cards are digital but they're done in a way that makes you buy more product because all of the digital cards on epacks whether it's a daily free epac or whether it's um a product that you buy and some of the cards are digital and some of them are physical all of them can be combined with other cards the same so that same say you got dr strange number one and it was an epac digital card if you acquired a certain number of that exact same card you can then combine that and then get a physical version of that card which can then be mailed to you so the digital cards are just a stepping stone to requiring a physical card, but yep. they are the minority, I would say, of yes. the product on there. Although they are, they are an important part of how Upper Deck monetize the experience. Yeah, and if you do get these free cards and you're wondering yourself, well, how do I figure out how to many to combine? Where where is that key piece of information? There's two ways of finding it. One, when you're clicking on the card. You click on the card above the card under the name of the card and where it's from, you'll see a button, which is grayed out that says combine Mm -hmm. and it will show you how many you have and how many you need in order to combine to get the physical card. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The other way of doing it is again, going to, I believe the store. That's right. And then you are going to, for instance, right now, 2019 Marvel Flare is the featured product at the top of the site under Mm -hmm. store. You will see an eye icon. You will see a dice icon. You will see a multiple bar icon and an EPAC icon exclusive. Now, let me explain the three. The first one is the info. This is the kind of stuff you read on the side of the box or on the pack, right? How many cards are in the set? What are the odds? Who are the artists? The inserts and, you know, hope you enjoy your collection today. The dice is really talking specifically about the tier one, tier two, tier three kind of phenomenon that's currently in the Marvel card ether. 
Um, this is currently how rarity is being assessed, and this is kind of leaning towards what Upper Deck will be doing for the future. It looks like I don't and think it's the got the odds as well, and it has the odds. Yeah, so it's, which I don't you think would it's normally going see away. on a physical pack. Yeah, which you would normally see on a physical pack. The next thing is the really interesting part, which is your checklist. Now, when you go to your checklist, there's a really cool feature here where you can see, like the checklist back in the day that we're all used to, that we'd see on the back of a card, where you can lower these tabs and see all the inserts listed. All the cards that come in, all the names of the cards, and so forth. And you can even, when you have them in your collection, you'll see a check mark. Or you can look at view in my collection or view in the marketplace, which we'll get to in a second. So those are those three features. And then you have the EPAC exclusive content. Now this is the incentive, incentive to buy the product online, which is physical in this case with Marvel Flare. These are, this is the incentive to get an even more exclusive card that you will be able to get dig, uh, through the digital medium and it would be a physical card but you would never be able to achieve or get these achievement cards through buying physical boxes at a brick and mortar store. That's right. Yep. So there we go. Um, it's, it, there's a lot to take in there. So I think the, 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 the interesting thing is a lot of this stuff is what you'd normally see on the side of a box or on the back of the packet that you rip through. So if you look on the back, I'm just holding it, it happens to be the top Star Wars packet, um, but I've also got one here from Marvel Beginnings. So it's kind of the information that you would always see on the back of the wrapper. Uh, right. This pack contains an assortment of uh, yada yada trading cards, randomly inserted into these are autograph cards, one out of 48, sketch cards, one out of 48, hologram cards, one out of 72, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just that it has that information online. So I think it's probably kind of a, a a legal thing we have to put that on there as yeah well. and i think it's good to have that information too that's yeah. always nice um yeah. the other thing just to you know when you're in the store tab um you see featured packs on the front if you scroll down you're going to see genres yeah and they just put yeah. up the first genre for disney so yeah it's the first pack for disney genre cards so that's pretty crazy considering star wars is disney and also star wars is being sold on the tops mm -hmm. website mm -hmm. so i'm interested in that but you can see if you scroll down there is a Marvel section and yes. you can see how many Marvel products they have under this pack section. That doesn't mean to say that's how many that have ever been. Correct. This is just currently just what has what is, what is currently in stock. Yes, exactly. Right. Currently in stock, currently available. Um, I think the question I had for you, Ian, because I think you do EPAC way more than me, um, would <laughs> I be, so. I think so, 100%, <laughs> is is there a way because i know the, the biggest question that we always get being this the epac 101 type of episode the biggest question we always get consistently is i don't want to buy packs that would be only digital i'd like to make sure what i'm buying is a physical product or if i'm only buying digital it's only digital right yeah. i think they'd like to know distinctly what is only digital and what is what is physical mm. is there any way of telling that like if they're in the store and they're under the Marvel tab and they're looking at all these packs of cards, they see Marvel Annual, they see Avengers, they see Thor Ragnarok and all these cards. How do they know what would be digital, what would be physical? Well, it's becoming more difficult, actually, um, but it is possible. The easiest way to do it is to check out the price point. Generally speaking, the higher the price, um, when you click on any of these these products in the store, it says product prices in USD and it's a click on it's got an arrow when you click on that it opens up 
um, a number of things um, depending on the products. But usually it's pack, box, and case. So you can buy products on here by the pack and by the box and by the case, the same as you would in a physical store. There are a number of things that have slightly different um, ways to buy them. Pack walls, for example. Um, I'm not going to go into the detail of, of things like pack walls now. We've talked about it on a previous episode. Yeah, well, that might have to be its own thing. Yeah. yeah, exactly, because that's a different way of EPACs selling their product, um, right. of Upper Deck selling their products. Um, the other way, of course, is to go onto that EPAC symbol we referred, and it says EPAC exclusive content. And usually in there, it will give an indication. So if I'm going to look at 2018 Marvel Annual, for example, um, it says EPAC exclusive content. And whenever it says collect and combine, um, that usually means that the cards are initially digital. So I know that when you buy a pack, for example, of Marvel annual 2018-19, um, I believe it's either three or four of the cards in that pack that you buy will be digital. There'll be a physical card in there, but the majority of them will be digital. So it says for this particular product, collect and combine 10 copies of any individual 2018-19 Marvel Annual digital base set or base set SP on Upper Deck to receive an EPAC exclusive color wheel parallel of that card with the ability to have the physical card mailed to you. So whenever they use the, the phrasing with the ability to have the physical card mailed to you, that indicates that it's um, something that you need to do to actually get the physical card and that's buy more copies of the digital version is usually usually what that means um, that's not always the case no so, because um, flair has a similar thing as well but those we'll come are on to flair but yes yeah um but um flair ultra spider-man for example and flair ultra x-men as well as marvel masterpieces all of the cards in the pack that you buy on epacs will be physical cards that you could you could go on there, create an account, buy one pack of those products and have all five or six of the cards that were in that pack physically mailed to you. Yeah. So it's not every, not in every case are they um, physical. Uh, but for the majority of times, my goodness, as we talk, I've just had a trade offer from someone on EPACs. Marvellous, marvellous timing. So well, that's <laughs> actually a good segue for us to get onto the trading aspect because they yes. are called trading cards so the first thing to say is you're probably thinking okay why is there a daily free epac for for the majority of circumstances on epacs there needs to be something on both sides of a trade for the trade to actually work in the system and um, daily free cards usually because they're free so for example dr strange is a good example which is the current marvel one in the the uh, daily free card that's a digital card and because it's a free one you need 20 copies of each if you're going to get anything physical which you know, some people go after but it's just bonkers because you can only get 365 of them in a year and it's a pretty decent set and you've got to have 20 of the same cards. so but some people do go after them. but if you're trading with someone you need something in your side and you need something on their side if, um, so say for example, you go on there and you buy, let's just keep it to physical product for the moment. You buy a box of Fleer Ultra Spider-Man. Right. You can buy that and you can open each pack at a time. 
Um, so once you've bought it, it will um, you'll get to the end of the purchase and it will give you a screen saying, this is your confirmation number. Mm-hmm. And you can click here to go and open your pack. So if you do that, you'll get a little pack come on. You click on it and it kind of, I think, it, I'm not sure if it does. In my head, it makes a kind of a rapper noise. But I'm not sure that it does. Um, it maybe know. that's just my head. Um, and it kind of takes you through it, and you can open them. And then when you click on it, and you can turn each one over, um, and you can look through them. Now, if if it's a regular card, it will just appear, and it will it will be fine. If it's um, what's you know what's called a hit. So, for example, if it was a sketch card, or if it was a um, uh, a tough to get parallel that you might have to buy quite a lot to get yeah. it will flash red around the card when you open it that's right weirdly there was something recently where it was flashing green and i think that was a gimmick with that particular set but i can't remember what that was. oh yeah yeah it was um what was that what was the green for without me was it a gimmick it was i don't yeah. remember it was, it was a gimmick oh was. that's right patrick's patrick's uh Patrick's Saint St. Patrick's Day. St. Patrick's Day. Was it St. Patrick's Day? Wow. The golden, okay. the, uh, yeah, the the four leaf clover <laughs> type of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it was. That's yeah. what it was. All right. Well, hats off to your update. That's quite cute. That was um, cute. I thought so. It was cute. Yeah. It was cute. Yeah. So when you go when you when so when you've bought that, say you've bought that let's keep stick on Fleer Ultra Spider Man for the moment. Stay there. All those physical cards. Um and if you bought if you did buy box and you ripped open all those packs, chances are you'd have probably had about three or four of those red flashes, we call them. Yep. Um where it flashes, you'll have a, a load of um base cards. Now, the difference will be at this point that if you bought that Fleer Ultra Spider Man box in a store, you'd have a pile of wrappers sat next to you, you'd have a cardboard box and you'd have some <laughs> cards there. And you'd be like, okay, what do I do now? Do I go back to the store and buy some more? Do I, and in the old days, you used to go around someone's house and you might compare what you bought or, you know, you might mail in stuff. Nowadays with the internet, we have groups and forums that you can post what you've got. But you've still got the the whole, okay, yeah. physically, I've got to mail this to that person. Or I've got to get it to that person. This is where Epax comes into its own because you can, once you open that item, unless you choose to lock that card, and you will see when you look at each card, you'll see a little icon next to it where you can mm-hmm. lock it. It's like a padlock. Unless you lock it, it will be visible on the trading marketplace. And this is where Epax works because the trading marketplace will enable you to see any cards that are owned by any of the users on there that they haven't locked. Yep. So you could see a card there. And by scrolling to the card on the trading marketplace, you can see which users have a copy of that particular card. And then there's a little tick box there you can tick and it will take you straight into the trading process. And you get two parts of that. You give and you receive. Yep. Which sounds like any marriage contract. But in this case, (laughs) it's talking about... (laughs) He's gone. He's gone. It's talking about... It's talking about... Cards, cards, <laughs> cards, cards. Uh, um, it reminds me of uh, William Shatner in Star Trek 2 where he goes, Cards, <laughs> <Go on! laughs> uh, you, um, 
you can tick it and then you can go to you can say okay i receive and normally if you've gone to the trading market marketplace and ticked that little icon next to the card and you'll see the username of who's got it right. it will automatically be in the you receive box so you go to click you receive uh, you give and it will take you into the functionality to look through your collection and tick because it'll have a little tick box next to the cards which one you want to offer to that person in exchange you do that you click submit goes off to them and they can look at that and they they will get a notification as i just have so i've just had an email but it will also come up on the site um uh, my goodness me i've just been sent a vast trade i've got no idea um oh that's quite a nice one actually i'm going to accept that really quickly before it goes away um do it but it says you've retrieved a trade offer from and it'll be the username and now in brackets next to it on the email, it's got a trade ID and there's a long code there. Oh, interesting. Which is interesting. I've, I've only just kind of, I always knew they were there, but it's the first time I've kind of focused on them. Right. Um, and on my email, it says it has two columns. Um, no, and I'm still sharing my screen so you can probably see this. Um, you've got you receive and it yep. has a little number next to it. That's how many cards I'm getting. And you give and it's how many cards he wants, he or she wants from me. He, she, or whatever the, um, identifiable things are did you know that there are in terms of you know self um self describing yourself you know because because mm -hmm. it's no longer just he or she you know you can have right, yeah, fluid and all this sort of stuff like, someone told me once and i'm not sure if i believe this that there's now 267 different statuses of what you can choose to self-identify as wow that's fascinating i'm not oh, sure if cool. that number's correct but it is a lot I mean, I'm sure it's getting a lot. I mean, that's kind of nice. People don't have yeah. to feel so, you know, that's well, nice. Yeah, you know, if it walks like a duck, looks like a duck. Anyway, um, so, <laughs> so I'm going to go into trading. So yeah. there's a link there that says I can go to trade. And it's got, when I click on trading, it comes up with, the interesting thing about EPACs is that it's kind of the whole, each of these top things on EPACs, store, my collection, trading, my packs, achievements, which will come on to news and search. Each of these, you drill down. So when you click on trading, I come up with it comes with multiple panels: new trade, all trades, my locked items because that's stuff I've locked away. Right. Great trades because because the, the trading is done on a scoring system. So if you're used to eBay and the feedback system, it's similar to that. Yeah. It's just that you don't get to leave a, a pithy comment saying "Great, well packed, thank you." Um, <laughs> then you've got a friends list. Then you've got two things there that are quite interesting. And I've only noticed just now looking at it that they're on this trading page. You've got a sports forum and an entertainment forum. So we'll come, we'll come back to the forum aspect of it in a moment. So I'm going to go into all trades. And it says that I've got one pending and two received. So one pending is where I've sent a trade to someone. I'm waiting for them to respond. And received is where someone has sent me one. Now, the first thing about a trade is when you get a trade or you send a trade, there is a 24-hour window where it remains active for both parties to have a look at and say, oh, do I want to do that? Do I not want to do that? There is also at the bottom of that, so if I if I click on this trade and go into it, you can see at the bottom, I there's a little box where you can make, you can chat about this trade. And as soon as you type something in there and press send, and it only allows you 300 characters per go, although you can do more than one. Mm -hmm. um, as soon as you do that, it resets that clock. To 24 oh. hours which is interesting so i have stubbornly before where i sent a trade to someone and they've not replied but i kind of want to keep it live yeah and said oh just in case because some people don't log in every day no of course not 
you know so um some people live on the site <coughs> <laughs> but um some people I some people, people no, I don't know who those people are. <laughs> it's way too unhealthy. Um but this trade in particular I quite like. So at the top of each trade, it's got the user ID of who who, who I've got. It's got some stars below them and a score yeah. in brackets, which is yeah. kind of like, you know, uh it's out of five stars. Um it's got their name, it's got their avatar, and in this case they haven't chosen a picture for their avatar. Right. But it's just got a little person's head and a trade ID, and it's got accept, counter, or decline. So those are my options. So in the same way as if someone offered any kind of exchange of, of goods, you can just say, yeah, I'm fine with that. Actually, yeah. I'd like to barter a little bit. I'd like to haggle, which is where you counter. Or you right. can just say, oh, I'm not up for that and decline. You do one of those three things. Now, this particular trade I quite like because um, this person is asking for 12 digital cards in this yep. particular case because they're obviously trying to get enough of those individual cards to combine the physical. physical yeah which is fine and they're offering me um free digital cards from marvel flare which are a, a, a tougher uh, get than the ones he's asking for from marvel annual and he's offering me free physical ones uh, yeah. which i also need because i'll come on to the combining part in a moment so i'm going to click accept on that and when you go, it says accept offer. Are you sure we want to accept this trade? Once accepted, the trade cannot be undone. Note, due to license restrictions, Marvel trading cards cannot be shipped from the Upper Deck EPAC website to any country outside the approved list. And there's a list of countries. And some of those are quite out there. Um, Cook Islands. I don't even yeah. know where that is. I think it's um, a, a Pacific principality. Um, kind of Australia, Indonesia, around that way. Very cool. But you've got, you know, China, Hong Kong, Taiwan, Philippines. So yeah, yeah. pretty much everyone except for Europe. Uh, yeah, man. They nice. do not like you guys. They do not like the Europeans. <laughs> it's actually Marvel because they've obviously sold the rights to make and distribute cards in Europe to another company. Mm. You know, Because um, I don't think Upper Deck even have offices outside the UK. They're a US company. Wow, so, interesting. Yeah, they don't have, a, you know, I've never seen a, a European office. Now, I just clicked accept and it often takes a moment once you click accept because if you imagine the number, the sheer volume of cards in this system means yeah. it's got to actually do something in the back end in the database. Say, okay, that card has moved from there to there. That card has moved from there to there. And it's got to do that moving. Probably double checking its system too. Exactly. And that code it gives you, that trade ID is there is one of the things you can see that kind of tells you how the system works. I'm not going to go into the technical aspect of it, partly because mm. a lot of it I assume, but partly because um, unless you kind of know what's in my head when I'm talking about it, or you work in a, in a company that kind of builds website or manages inventory online, then it might not be of interest to you, but I find it mm -hmm. fascinating. I so when you click, when you've done that, it's, uh, it says accepted by Belay, which is my username. And it gives me a rate this trade and it gives me an option to click anywhere from one to five stars. Now this trade was absolutely fine for me. I, I rarely leave anything other than five to be fair. Right. You know, I don't do it either. Why? Someone gave yeah. me four and I'm still a little yeah, salty about I it. Know, but I don't I care. Know. It happens. It I happens. Have fun. So I'm going to rate that five. Uh, are you sure you want to rate this five stars? I do. So I've clicked it. There we go. So if I've just bought that Fleer Ultra Spider-Man box and I've been on the site five minutes, I've just done my first trade. And that's how you go. Now, if you want to, if you want other users to know what you want, they're not psychic. Right. And this is where the wish list function comes in. 
So you can go through that trading marketplace and you can filter it. So when you go into the trading marketplace, let's click on um, uh, where it's not there. Let's click on this search trading marketplace and you, it gives you a box with search. I don't want to click anything there. I just want to click search. So right. when I do that, it takes me into, it takes a moment because there's a lot on, <laughs> there's an awful lot there. And what it does is it, it gives you options on the left. And those options are the same when you're looking at your collection, when you're looking at someone else's collection. And once you get your head around this navigation, it's mm -hmm. the most, you know, you, you know what's going on. Yeah. And it kind of displays stuff in a column format. You can choose to display it in a tire format if you want. And there are some benefits to that. But for the majority of time, you do it like this. Um, and you can see ownership. So it's only items I own, items I don't own, items on my wish list. And that's important. So when you're looking at the grid, it then has genre below that. Mm -hmm. Basketball, Disney, entertainment, esports, etc., etc. You go below that. You've got look at the number of hockey cards on there, by the way. Let's just look at the number. It's, it's got a number after it. It's 2.6 million. million. 2.6 million hockey cards. Uh, there's 2.9 million Marvel cards on there. Wow. Okay. Um, then it's got year and you know. So year I rarely use. Um, genre I use sometimes when I'm looking at people who obviously buy a lot of hockey cards and I just want to mm -hmm. see what Marvel cards they've got. Um, but oh, then clever. the next one, the next one is product. That's and the one I lists use. all the stuff. Mm -hmm. So if you look at that, that's quite a long list of stuff and th the minority of it is Marvel there. Yeah. So at this point, I would click on Marvel and then that product window notice the screen refreshes and then product only shows me Ooh. marvel genre stuff so up here you can see a grid and it, it then below that you have insert because a lot of these sets have multiple parts to them so when i'm looking at for example let's click on because we were talking about it flare ultra spider-man let's click on that and then we're going to click on insert and you have, it doesn't, it lists them in alphabetical order, which is slightly annoying um, for some sets like this one, because mm -hmm. I have to go eight down to get like on the ground floor, which is the Fleer Ultra Spider-Man base set. Right. Which actually on the grid on the right does show first, but okay. in the navigation on the left, it doesn't. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Why. But you can see there, you've got uh, card number one, Spider-Man, Fleer Ultra base set. There's 304 of them currently in the trading marketplace and just before it said the card name there's a number there and that's zero so that means i own none i don't own any right but you can see on card number three there it's got a two there i own two of that card and there are 471 of them in the marketplace just past that there is a heart if i click that heart it will go red and i've added that card to my wish list and that is how you add cards to your wish list. So if you've bought a box and you go into Trading Marketplace and you can, you can use this function and you can see from looking at the first column is always the card number. The second column is how many you own. If that's a zero, then you just click on the heart on that same row to say, I need that card. Mm -hmm. That's as much for you as a, as a, as a being able to you know, keep track of what you need as other people being able to see what they, they might you know okay i've got these cards that guy wants them and he's got these that i want so that's how you go through that process i love that um okay. 
it's really clever it's a really clever system it does take a lot of time to find your navigation on this so it's always worth having a little play around having a play around with the marketplace especially mm -hmm. just getting used to how that left hand side that filtering works because that filtering is the same throughout the trading when you're managing mm -hmm. your own collection when you're looking at the marketplace and when you're looking at someone else's collection if you nail that and you nail how to kind of work the different combinations of which things you've selected it's really really useful I really love it. useful um and very clever and how they built it i do not know but no i don't know i think they did a great job i think it's they really interesting yeah. they did a really great job so um the the benefits of epacs so why why would i buy that rather than going to my store first of all your store might not be able to stock it for yep. the aforementioned reasons that they might not be authorized to they might not be approved to or they or might you don't have sold out a, or you don't, or you have don't have even have it yeah yeah that's the big one right because you can't find them it's not like it's not like back in the day where you can go to a stand in front of a mall yeah. or go to your comic book store and they were there i mean yeah. it is a real hassle to find these things yeah. for sure yeah exactly and on my nearest store my nearest upper deck store that i could walk into with dollars in my pocket and pay for them is 3,941 miles away from where I sit. So, See, that's know, crazy. So yeah. I log into, you know, I log into Epax. I, I made that number up by the way, but it's probably not far <laughs> off. Uh, so you, you're there and I, you know, I'm in the UK and technically speaking, I'm not supposed to, well, I can buy these. I just can't have them shipped to me. That's why we're best friends though, man. But See? yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you're on there and you can, you can buy these. And what are the benefits? The benefits are that um, outside of that, some people, some people move around a lot. So they yep. don't want to have a lot of physical cards. So some people do choose to buy and house their collection on the EPAC system. And and it's 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 real. And there <laughs> people it, real do that. Yeah. And that you know there are people in the military, people who just travel around for for work, yeah. bit you know, a bit not a military, people who live in really small apartments, people who live in areas where you might not want to risk having a physical collection. It might be prone to floods. It might be prone to earthquakes. I'm just, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm going a little bit dramatic, but especially in the U.S., you have a whole load of states where you've got wooden houses and tornadoes that rip through them every year. Very true. So, you know, I personally wouldn't be very comfortable living in one of those houses, which is why I'm glad that in the UK we build most of them with bricks. So right. we also don't have tornadoes. The they terrify me, but fascinating they at the same time. Yeah. I didn't grow up with I grew up with hurricanes, but tornadoes oh, just they throw me off. Me My too. wife grew up with tornadoes and oh. she um she she gets terribly frightened. Like we've had to hide in the bathroom a couple of times in North Carolina just because there were like tornado warnings i don't know it's freaky it's very very freaky i don't probably the one i hate the most yeah I hide the weather for the national reason. disaster type of thing yeah i, yeah. I hide in the bathroom when um when i've annoyed the wife anyway <laughs> <laughs> i um, think see for me epacs and you know closing closing out of this conversation all that kind of stuff in terms of like if we want to i don't know if we are or not well um, there, i was i was going to wrap up a couple of things uh, just but you carry on you carry on no i was just going to say that if uh, there's a lot of people who always ask well why would i buy cards you know i want to see them physically and all that stuff you do see them physically and you, uh, you get to look at the front the back the condition the serial number and then you can have them shipped to you and they're in very nice taken care of yes you have to pay to ship them to you and so forth that does happen for me the convenience the payment the money 
is worth it because of the trading. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's really what it's about because you know, there's I have a lot to of package them up. Go to so, the yeah, post office. Go to the post office. I yeah. mean, you're there taking care. And yes, it, you are paying for convenience, 100%. Yes. But what you are paying for as well is this community of people who are buying the product consistently. Mm. And that's a big deal. And I will say this as well. A lot of the buyers on EPAC, I'm assuming, but from what I can see from what they're buying, I'm assuming this is correct. Most of them are doing this so they can scout for those bigger cards. Yes, so they have extra product yes. or they stumble across those bigger cards and are looking to trade for particular things yep. and so forth. So yep. you really are, it's like, it's like going to the source of people who are buying the product the most, right? It's like when you go to a comic book store or a sports card store, you miss these people, you know, or you have to make your own community. Again, so many of these hobbies are so small and these groups are so small and the cards are so limited that having this global network system, which is what we do with the group and what EPAC tends to do with itself as well, gives us a little bit of breathing room where you can actually find these cards and make your sets and make your collection complete. Yeah, yeah. The, um, some, so someone on, on, the, on the group, um, a guy called Brett Weed, um, who I did, I did message and ask him if he still had some questions, if he could fire them over so that we could kind of answer them. Um, but he, he simply posted, what's the difference between e-packs and buying cards from a shop? Just ease of trading. And, you know, a lot of people chipped him with advice. Um, and it, it, breaks down, it breaks down to the, the, the benefits being um, there's often a lot of cards not available in the physical release you get in shops that are exclusive to the EPAX release. So that's, that's a big benefit. Upper Deck have done that very well. It used to be that you could, um, Marvel Masterpiece is a prime example, you could buy the packs in stores and you could buy the packs on EPAX and the cards were the same within the two. The base set was the same, the gold signature parallel was the same, the what if signature was the same. The interesting thing that Upper Deck are doing now, and this is solely to get them to sell more products, so it's a very, very clever move, because they know the collector mentality extremely well, Mm -hmm. is um, evidenced by Marvel Flare and also evidenced by Marvel Annual. So Marvel Flare was released in the summer, and the base set, absolutely beautiful art on that base set. Um, cards 1 to 90 before you get into the Flarium, of wow. which they step up in 10, tiers of 10, getting more rare. So there's actually 150 cards in the full set. Wow, I didn't the, know that. The base set 1 to 90, I, I held off buying Marvel Flare as a physical thing because I thought I'll wait to Epax and I'll get it then. And when Epax uh, dropped it this week, and they drop things with very short notice, by the way. You'll get an email, and it'll say, tomorrow, Flair's going to be on there. And it's like, ah, okay. We knew it was coming, but we don't know when. Right. Um, so they we dropped really it. Don't, yeah. They dropped it, um, and it was released on EPAX. And everyone was like, hang on a minute. The base cards that you get in packs on Flair are not physical. They are digital. So I'm like, okay, I can't get base cards on there. Um, and you need to get five of them to get a physical card. So I'm like, oh, okay, that, that kind of sucks a little bit because, you know, I wanted to get the, the base cards and yeah, now I have yeah, to get yeah, five yeah. of them. And then when you look at it, it says, but when you combine the digital base cards, one to 90, you get a gold parallel. So 
which is very similar to what they did with Marvel Annual, where, where you couldn't get the physical base cards from Marvel Annual on EPAX, but you had to combine 10 digital copies to get a color wheel variant mm -hmm. of that same card, which you can only get on EPAX. So the gold parallel of Marvel Flare 2019, cards 1 through 90, which on the screen, and I'm sure in the flesh, because you've seen what they do with gold, um, yeah, yeah, yeah it looks especially good. with that art, look mm -hmm. absolutely incredible. They really do. You can buy a thousand physical boxes of Marvel Flare in a store, and you will never get that gold parallel. But 100%. you will have lots and lots of the base card. I can buy thousands and thousands of boxes on EPAX, and I'll never get that physical base card. But I will get the gold parallels if I combine five of each digital version. So it's really clever. So now collectors to make their set are having to go to both they're having to go to the physical product yeah well, you, you can't assume anymore that it's going it's all going to be in the box because when it goes to epacs you might think oh okay i bought that and i collected my set all of a sudden i've got to buy through epacs to be able to get that gold parallel if i want it honestly the more you're listening to this listeners is you're starting to understand that they're making more and more incentivized Yes. type of uh, things online for a very particular reason. And they want collectors to kind of merge into this space. Mm -hmm. And physical copies and cards are great, but when you get to the premium products, they're just not there in the box. They're, yeah. you know, and then now there's even, which you guys might not know this, ladies and gentlemen, you might not know this. Um, they also are commissioning artists to do a second batch of sketch cards. And yes. some artists are even exclusive sketch card artists for the EPAC release. Right. This is gonna this is gonna twist your noggin because I don't think you've um, realized um, this. Do it. You know how beautiful the original commissioned painted art was across Marvel Flare 2019. So that one to ninety Flarium, yeah. the extra Gorgeous. six cards. There are Flarium achievement cards that are original art that we've not seen before by the same artists. So oh, when that's... you yeah, so mm. when you get Flarium tier uh, one, which is cards ninety one through a hundred, you get I believe it's a uh, when you get those when you and they're physical cards when you get them in the packs on on e packs. Um, when you when you get all ten of those, you can redeem them, and this is where you get extra stuff that's not available in the physical product as well. There are, you can get, you know, once you complete subsets, EPACs, Upper Deck reward you by giving you something that you can only get if you complete that subset. And some of the subsets are, re are, really, are really tough gets, the short print and the super short print ones. We yes, should make a big. gallery on the group so yeah. everyone can see the new art because that'd yeah. be sick. They are stunning. And the first one is uh, Jubilee, and I think it's Peach Momoko. She did a separate Jubilee? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. My the, God. This is art we've not seen before. So, okay, excuse me. Uh, you need to get onto that trading marketplace. In fact, we'll do it together. Actually. Let's do it together. This All is, right. Uh, let me just um, clear the filters here um, on the trading marketplace, and let's beast our eyes. So, so this oh is this is kind of what I want to talk about. Flare is that it dropped this week, and people are going. You know, with Marvel Annual, it was pretty easy because it's a low price point. It was pretty easy to get the ten you needed to get the, the color wheel variant of the base. True. Not so with Flare. Everyone's going nuts for it. And I found that certain flare cards are more difficult to get than others on the base. And it was interesting that the ones that people were going for and the ones that I was getting trade offers for, even though I hadn't got the five I needed myself for the gold parallel, 
were the popular characters. You know, really? so the, yeah, so people are that that you can see character collectors just going after certain characters because they want them in the gold. Yeah, which makes perfect sense. Um, so let's look at some of these Flarium achievement cards. Um, if I can, Flare Flarium achievement there. cards. There's six of them. Yeah, there are six of them. Here we go. Right now, these are lovely. These are rather lovely. So. First of all, the tier six, we'll start with tier six and we'll work down. Tier six, there's only five of them in the marketplace because they're really tough to get. Wow. You know, tier six is, is a tough one to get. Look at that Iron Man. Iron Patriot, rather. Um, and that is by Sean Cheeks Galloway. Let me <laughs> see the front again. Yeah. That looks good. It's nice. It's kind of an animation style. I like them. I like the animation style. I think they're fun. It's really nice. I like that. Um, so we'll put pictures of these on. Spider-Man 2099. This excites me. Oh, I love Spider-Man 2099. Yeah, Damn. So that's nice. Again, I want that. That that That's kind of Spider-Verse style. Yeah, I actually really dig that style. Damn. Again, Sean Cheats Galloway. So similar style to the other artist. But the, you see the numbering on the back. The previous one was 155. This is 154. So it's an extension of where you, where you stop at Flarium Tier 6, which is kind of You know, the so, more and more I look at the EPAC stuff, the more and more I get excited about it. Yeah, just, it is exciting. You know, and this is I'm exactly, just into it. But they've done it really wow. well here. Yeah, look at this Electro. So the tier, uh, where are we? Have, we? have I skipped one? I don't think so. No, I haven't. That was Tier 6. That was, this is Tier 4. This is what I'm working on now. I've got the first three um, myself. This is Electro. Look at that. That's stunning. Oh, That's awesome. Um, who's that by? That is Jim Pavelek or Pavelech. I'm not sure. I love Jim Pavelek. He did that magic card. Jim, we need we need you gracing oh, yeah. the listeners' ears. I can hit so him if, up. If yeah, if you've if anyone's got a connection, him? yeah, hit him up. Ask I'm him gonna hit him up. Why don't you hit yeah. him up? Why not? Maybe not the second, because let's I'll look wait. at. Let's look at. Yeah, <laughs> you'll, you'll forget. I know. Um, let's look at uh, tier two, Doctor Voodoo. Now, this one's absolutely bonkers. Look at that. That's a very cool Dr. That's Rudy. sinister. Something about that. Is that Dave? Is that Dave? I think that's Bill. No, no it's, it's Jonathan, Jonathan. Wayshack. Wow, Wayshack. You know, job, that, that kind of reminds me of Dave a little bit. It does remind me of Dave. Like the it's hand not, it's the not fish eye at all, but it's something to do with the way that the eye travels yeah. around. Um, so, um, it does look like Dave. That's nice. Brace, brace yourself for uh, the Jubilee, which is Peach Momoko, a friend of the show. We've had a, an intro. Look at that. So I had a chance to buy that original painting. Oh, wow. Really? I didn't. I couldn't pull it. I didn't have the cash, but I think she did beautiful. That's one of my favorite Jubilees I've ever seen. I envision Jubilee lighting up the painting with her radio. I love Peach. Peach oh, my God. So, yeah, it's lovely. She's my, I'm a, such a big fan of hers. So here's I got to get one of those. Here's the thing. You got, you've got to buy and or have cards on there to trade for um, a lot of stuff to get these achievements. Or you could just wait and just buy them outright when they inevitably get moved over to ComC for people to sell. So you could probably go and buy each of the achievements now on ComC. The prices on there will probably reflect what people have waded into spend themselves. Mm -hmm. So um, That stuff changes. Exactly. This is interesting. There's only five here. Ah, the tier six one is invisible. No one's Whoa. got it. Or, or they've taken it away and locked it. 
there's only the first five. So that what? Iron Patriot was tier five. And there's only five of that them. That is so cool. So yeah, tier six isn't showing. Wow. That's how tough it is to get the tier six set on on EPAC. And that kind of is, is the rub. So all of these cards I'm looking at are physical. You know, I, I own those three, as you can see by the number one in that column there. So if I go in, uh, it doesn't let me do it here because I'm not in my collection. But if I went into my collection, I could then transfer that out to be shipped to me. I could have it shipped to you tomorrow if I wanted to. Hmm? Um, and I could have it with you this time next week, for example. Wow. Um, so do you want one of those Jubilee cards? If you get an extra, well, yeah, I probably will do because um, I think I've got some spares of the, the the Flarium Tier One is a relatively easy get. I mean, yeah, if you don't mind, let me yeah, know. Yeah, more than happy. If you want it, if you if yeah. you if you're digging the artwork and you want a copy of it, then yeah, I'd like a copy for because right now I think the the flares that I did keep, I kept the Anti Venom because I love oh. that Anti Venom, and then I kept the Magic, and I really wanted that Jubilee. So yeah, well, let, let me, me see know. if I can hook you up with a Gold Parallel of those as well. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, that's what I, I mean. You'll want that. I, yeah, I do. You'll want that. Tr trust me, from, from what I can see, and they look I've not good. seen the cards, but if you look at the gold border, let's quickly look at them now. Uh, we'll put I saw these, a picture of it. I we'll think put it these on the, the tasting newsletter? notes, folks. So, um, yeah, so, so you, you guys um, will be able to see it. You but will be able it? to see these. But I the wonder. gold parallels, these are, wow, that number's gone up. People are redeeming. Um, just waiting for it to fill. So which one was it? Anti-Venom. Anti-Venom. That gold is going to look beautiful. I, oh, fudge. Yeah, that, that card I really want. <laughs> I really want that card. Yeah, I love that. I love this. I wanted to get the original artwork, but I wasn't able to contact Who's the artist. What is that? Flash. Who, who is that? It's, um, I found out and I'm blanking. Interestingly, it doesn't say the artist's name on the back of these. So go to the front. Is that Ian? No. How did I find out? I think on the gold no. ones it doesn't tell you. Well, it does actually. Um, it has um, on the tr on the checklist that we spoke about on the okay. Flare preview episode back in the Good. summer. It will have that there. So, um, and what was the other one that you you were after? Anti Venom and who? Uh, Magic was really cool too. Magic, yeah. Now I know um, Stephen Bagley, Bag of Fleas. I'm sure Bagley would uh, has lose been his mind. after this. Like, a, oh, hang on a minute. Was she? No, she was a tear. So, yeah, it's only 1 to 90. Wow. That has the um, gold parallel. Oh, that's awesome. Done gold so parallels. it's just the one. Oh, yeah. But, um, but some of these, um, look at the, I'm just going to scroll up here. The one wow. that I find people going Oh, Squirrel Girl. I'll take lot. Squirrel Girl too. Ah, shoot, Megan. Look at the Phoenix in I gold. love Megan's work. Yes. I'm such a huge fan yes. of hers. Just lovely. Just lovely. So... Anyway, Epax, folks, um, wow. it's great. It's there. Um, we did have we did have one fella on the group. Um, I'm not I'm not going to go into the details of it. We did have one fellow on the group who who said simply, "Why are Epax part of this page? They're pictures of cards, not cards." Well, I'm, I'm just going to directly answer that without without naming you because I think we made our feelings known on on, on the group in a, in in a polite way, but. It does annoy me because that, that, that comment doesn't kind of serve anything. It is a genuine question, but you could argue you're on the internet. Of course, anything you see on the internet is going to be pictures of cards. <laughs> so I'm just going to kind of ask that individual just to think about that for a little bit um, and wind your neck in a bit because, you know, everyone very politely tried to explain what how it was. impact works. 
you know, because a large portion of them are real physical cards, is the first comment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have a feeling, looking at this, that the fellow has now left the group. Good. Yeah, I mean, looks like oops. he's left the group. So, but um, he he replied, "I still think it's lame." And you know, I'm a fan of opening physical packs. It's like, well, fine, nothing, no one's stopping you doing that. You can buy physical packs. Epacs isn't stopping you doing that. Epacs are are definitely moving people onto this platform because I imagine there are lower production and, and physical distribution costs for them. They don't have to make the boxes. They don't have to make the wrappers. I think what you know it is it's gonna it's gonna have a lower cost for them as a bit they are a business, they are a company. I think people I think people don't take sometimes into consideration mm. uh locations of where other people are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of people who collect these things. Like uh, in North Carolina, I don't know anybody. Well, the only other traders and, and uh well, you know your collection, wife. but I mean, yeah, I know, well, you know what I mean. Like, I don't know any card collectors. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. You know what I mean? Like nobody. So, mm-hmm. it seems kind of strange, and it seems very trollish. It's kind just, of like it's just one of the responses. Trading is definitely the easiest way for sure. I don't trade, so it means nada to me. So, I, thank okay. you. Now you're being a bit of a now you're being a now you're being a now you're being a cock. Anyway, so yeah. he, I believe, has gone from the group, but it's but it yeah. It, whatever i get that there's there's confusion but the thing that i love and this is kind of where we're at we can talk about epacs a lot more and we will talk about epacs a lot more. yeah we'll probably there could be a, there could be a, there could be a cut there could be an epacs 101 part two in fact there will be because there's a lot going on there there's we've a lot just, to talk about we've just touched the basic functionality which for regular Agreed. listeners they might be a bit mm, we know all this but um some people might not and joe Drisco, good evening joe if you're listening good evening joe. um on the Marvel Flare thing, he commented, <laughs> this did make me laugh. I love that. Um, it will come back to that. Um, I'm ignorant to all this, so bear with me. What is the attraction of a digital trading card? I don't get it. And oh. they're, very, they're very epitome of someone actually listening to the feedback they were getting. This is Perfect. someone conducting themselves with grace in the, um, in the digital uh, space, as you would expect um, someone of Joe's uh, caliber and um, education mm-hmm. to do. Um, but um, everyone gave him some feedback. Um, he said, still seems weird to me as an old time card collector. And you know, that's exactly it. At the end of the day, if it's not for you, it's not for you. That's absolutely fine. You don't have to do it that way. However, there are cards that you will not get any other way. So if you if you want them, then you'll have to resort to eBay, which is also a digital platform, or you'll have to resort to ComC, or maybe someone might have had them shipped to them and be selling them in your local space. So, you know, those cards that come from ePacks that are only made, physically made, but distributed digitally via ePacks, you'll only get them. Yeah. And okay. I think I think the other point to make, and the last final point to make probably, would be to say you can't change the culture no. or how some things people, are right now. People, like people don't buy Marvel cards yeah. and they don't exist in every store. So there's no other way to get this product out there mm-hmm. other than through the digital medium, especially at the premium price that it's at. Yeah. There's, it's just not in our culture. We we're, we're gone. We passed that whole yeah. hallmark of collecting Marvel cards. Yeah. It's not in the culture right now and card collecting was a physical medium but there is a very digital medium now yep. you know you have your cards on your phone your databases mm-hmm. you can have apps where you can load your cards up and see what you got all this kind of good stuff yeah 
you know, it's playing with the times. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. There was, there's a whole generation that don't own, um, that would never have culture the, the, that they consume yeah. in a physical format. No, uh, not you know, at all. There, there are people that I, I know at work. I, you know, I asked them a question and these guys in their twenties, early thirties. And they're like, do you have a, I'll lend you the CD. It's like, I haven't got a CD player. Yeah. hundred percent. So, you know, this is, you know, it is different, you know, different strokes different folks one of the one of the fellas in the group is new to the group actually but he's i've noticed his name on epacs an awful lot and he's been he's quite he's quite uh, prolific is the word yeah Michael gary um uh ehn ain i think that's how you pronounce it Ian. um good evening gary um i'm really glad that you've joined our group um gary he's i know he's very active on epacs and we've traded and he seems like a nice fella because with epacs oh. Unless you trade with someone a lot and maybe do a bit of comment back and forth, and you can message other users as well, it's you know it's difficult to know. You know, you do get to feel for the the, the players and people you might trade with. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. Uh, but Gary does say the attraction for me is I don't have piles of new cards all over one of my desks. I hate dupes too. So trading them off is excellent in my eyes, and you know, that's it. So I think next time I we do one statement. of these. Next time we do one of these, and that kind of sums it up. Although Joe replied to Gary, but do they make a cool fluttering sound when you stick them in the spokes of your bike? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was wonderful. So, um, so last word on that, Joe. I think what we'll do next time for EPAX 101 Part 2, or is it 102 or 201? I don't know. Anyway. One, yeah. Yeah. How does <laughs> it work after it goes 101? 101, uh, 102. Does I don't it know. go 102? Part 2? Part 2. Sometimes, some people. I mean, you know, sections and stuff like that. Episode changes. 9. Episode 9. Oh, nine. by the way, I, while we're talking about episode 9, I absolutely loved doing that that Star Wars crawl for our first crossover episode. Ah, so much fun. Podcast. It took me like a morning to do it, and I found an app that did it. Um, but that was fun. I'm it was really fun every episode, but for the fact we're not a Star Wars podcast, so I'm not going to. But yeah. <laughs> um, next time, I think we'll talk about trading etiquette. Yes, there's a lot to talk about in terms of epacs on trading etiquette, yeah, um, and the types of people that are on there, mm-hmm. and the people that buy stuff, strategies to help, strategies to help, but also <sighs> there was something. There's there's a, there's a, there's a slightly unappealing side to the nature of some of the collecting on there. Not many to put anyone off, but it's something that I only spot from spending time on there and seeing the way that people talk about sketch card artists on some right. of the forums there, which is um, which is a, a little bit of a negative for me personally. Some people it might just be ah, you know it is what it is. They're just right. saying it and saying it how it is. But I'm not going to talk about that now. Um, we'll talk about flair probably more because there's some other interesting stuff going on with flair since they've released it um but we're not going to do that this episode because i think we're probably going to get close to the bit that you want to talk about but also um flair is a huge set and needs more than just five minutes to talk about i think epax has genuinely given it a new lease of life because i don't feel that it was well received from collectors upon release um and it is still a bit of a frankenstein set in that I don't think it hangs together very well. There's a lot of concepts and ideas in there that I don't think necessarily complement each other. Mm-hmm. Um, the interesting thing about Epacs, as we talked about with Greg and as we've talked about before, is that Flair, more than any other set, is very much a choose-your-own-adventure set. 100%. Just pick the bits you, that appeal to you. However, it is original art. So if you do nothing else, 
go for the base and the flarium because the artwork is absolutely worth top it. notch. It's hundred percent worth it. Is. And any, you know, worthy of any of the Fleer Ultra brand names. So, so that's my last word on that for this week. Do you want to, do you want to dive into what you want to tell me? Cause I'm still so, idiot as a kipper about what it's going to be. So I think I just found out that it's actually going to get here in two days Ooh. from the UK. Ooh. And I think maybe I can do an unboxing with you on the phone, Ooh. which would be more fun and hold off because I want to get a bunch of pictures for okay. you and stuff like that. All right. So, all right. Yeah. Well, we'll hold off. Well, I'll tell you what we'll do. If, if it's not an episode, then um, it will definitely be a video maybe that you yes. can pop on the like podcast a live, page. Like a live event. Yeah. And we can just like 15, 30 minutes and just put it out there. We can stick it up. Yeah, we'll stick it up on the podcast page. So for Perfect. those of you who um, who don't know by now, and if this is your first episode, welcome. Welcome. Um, we are on uh, Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, at the MCC pod. So if you go to facebook.com and type in at the MCC pod, you'll find us on Twitter and Instagram. I'm sure you can find your way around. Um, mm. We post content up there as often as time allows because you know we have lives and jobs and things like that and this is a <laughs> hobby um we um have an email address the mccpod at gmail.com you can also go to anchor.fm forward slash messages which is um our distribution hub for the podcast that pushes it out to itunes and google Podcasts and spotify and all those marvelous places you can leave us a voicemail which is quite exciting. And we, you know, we put them in the show and we'll, you know, talk about stuff. Um, what I have done, there's, there's a, there's a guy who was really, really new to collecting um, a few weeks back. And I had a little back and forth with him on, on messenger on Facebook. And I said, well, seeing as you're new to collecting, you're asking all these questions in the group, maybe just come on the podcast and we'll just do it. It might be interesting listeners for people. Who, you know, I love that. He's an absolute beginner. Um, yeah. And he's completely up for it. Um, and I haven't heard from him for two weeks. So maybe he's just decided to go and collect Pokemon instead. But who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Okay. Um, thank you very much, everybody, for listening. And until next time. Enjoy collecting, everybody. Enjoy collecting. Thanks for listening to the Marvel Card Collectors Podcast. You can subscribe via our home on anchor.fm forward slash mccp. Leave us a message via that link with questions, comments, or just to say hi, and we may even play on the show. We're also on iTunes, Spotify, and all major podcast platforms. Our podcast is at the MCC Pod on Facebook and Twitter, and you can find links on our Facebook page to the two groups MCCW, Marvel Card Collectors Worldwide, and MMC, Marvel Masterpieces Collectors. On Instagram, find us at mmcollectors and at sketchcardhive. The great music we use is called Rocket Power by Kevin MacLeod. Thanks to the collectors, artists and creators who support the Marvel Cards Fan Collective. We'll see you next time and remember, it's a small hobby but a fun one. Make mine Marvel and enjoy collecting. <laughs>